We are back for part two on this replay Monday of the executive order. Ooh, we talking about the man of God. I am so super excited about who we are and where we are and what God is doing through us. And I hope you enjoyed this message. Get your coffee, get your notepad, get tuned in. I'm right here tuned in with you as God speaks to us about the executive order of the family in all godliness. And I'll be right back here after the messages. Um, because a lot of times people will see this and say, this is impossible. This is not impossible. This is not possible, impossible to live. This is not impossible to have. This is obtainable. And this is actually really easy. And the reason that I say that is, is because it's given to us in the word. Here's the key thing. You have to understand your relationship to Christ. You really got to understand salvation. You really got to understand that Christ already took care of this. And I pulled um, a couple of scriptures off of my mirror and I didn't put them in the notes. I put a couple of scriptures off of my mirror that I want to share with you this morning that I think are going to help you. So you need to make sure you um, are writing these down. Here's the first one. This is Philippians 2, 3, and 6. It says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others better than yourselves. Don't look out for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude as Christ. The desire to have biblical marriages or standard is out of the desire for God to get the glory out of every area of our life. All of us often say, I want to be used. I want to be used. Like, I want to be used by God. Like, I want to be used by God. If you're going to be used by God first, then you're going to be used by God in your house. If you're going to be used by God first, you're going to be used by God in your house. You're going you're gonna to be used by God. And this is, I'm telling you, there's a standard. There's a scripture I'm going to give you this week for men that says, if you're an elder or a deacon, you better manage your own house first. So if you're going to be used by God, you're going to be used by God for your own. You can't be everything to this world and not be what you need to be to your family. You can't be a mentor. You can't be all these different things in different places and not be what you're supposed to be to your family. You can't be sold out in ministry. You can't have this great career. You can't have all these successes and not be what you're supposed to be to your family. If you cannot be what you need to be to your family first, then you are out of kingdom order. Family is your first ministry. Family is your first ministry. If you don't understand that family is your first ministry, then you're going to miss this thing altogether. So if you really want God to get the glory out of your life, like, I'm just going to be real with you. If you really want God to get the glory out of your house, then get your house in order before you announce or try to be all these absolute things to the world. Get your house in. Find God's standard for you as a wife. Find God's standard for you as a husband. Find that first. Find that first. Find that first. And if you find that first, you'll be able to shift in position and everything else. There is no way. That you'll be able to manage the call on your life. That you'll be able to manage ministry. If your house is not in order. You're going to be dysfunctional. It's going to be dysfunctional. The call on your life is going to be dysfunctional. Yeah, Beverly, when we, can, when we get into Ephesians 6. Yes, when we line up, your kids will follow. Let me tell you something. I did something the other day. And it was a little out of character. 
and I, it was not kind. And I, when I did it, the woman at the coffee shop, Judah was with me, and the woman at the coffee shop said, uh, it's okay. She was telling Judah, she said, it's okay for your mom to act like this at times. I'm sorry, my camera is slipping. He was like, it's okay for your mom to act like this at times. It's okay. And Judah looked at her, and she said, no, it's never okay for my mom to act like this because my mom is a Christian. That's what he told her. He said, it's never okay for my mom to act like this because my mom is a Christian. And I had to look back over at him and I said, that's the standard that's been set for this house. And he knew it. He said, so my mom doesn't get to act like this because she's a Christian. She gets to act like a child of Christ. And I just, I was immediately convicted. So today we're going to talk about the biblical order or kingdom order for our husbands and what that should look like. Um, and we're going to go to our scripture, which is Ephesians 25 and 31. And we're just going to break, man, Andrea, I was convicted. We're just going to break this down. So it says Ephesians 5, 25 and 31. Love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body. Just as they feed and care, listen, just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one. The two will become one. Now, we're going to break this down just like we did the wife. We're going to let the Holy Spirit minister to us. I want you to know something. The roles for this kingdom marriage are very distinct. The roles aren't arbitrary. They aren't reversible. And what's been happening is a lot of times we'll reverse these roles right? And we'll say, oh, I've had to be the man and the woman. You were never created to be the man and the woman. You were never created. You were never created to be the man. You're not designed to be the man, the man and my YouTube channel file. I'm sorry, y'all. Camera fell on YouTube. I'm so sorry. You were never designed. I don't ever have camera issues. The enemy don't want me to teach this this morning, but I'm going to teach it anyway. Um, you were never designed to reverse your roles. Um, women who feel like they've had to be mother and father, that is a distinct, um, that's just the enemy. That's what the enemy wants us to think. He wants us to think the roles are reversible. He wants us to think we don't need a man. 
He wants us to think that. He wants us to have this attitude. We weren't created to be married. Um, we already know that in Genesis 2 and 18, it says, man, is not good. It's not good for man to be alone. I'm going to create a suitable helper. He wants us to think those things. Those roles are not arbitrary. Those roles are God's design for marriage. Those roles um, were very distinct. They're very unique. And I told you they're the relationship between God and the church. So it's important for you to understand that you're not to be substitute. These roles are significant. These roles are on purpose. And God intended for these roles to be in place. So last week, we talked about submission. And we talked about what submission was. And I want to make sure that I share what it means to be headship. What it means for a man to be head of the wife. Headship is not hostile. And it's not lazy and it's not manipulative. So if we go back to submission and we go look at this thing for a man to be head of his wife, it is not hostile, it's not lazy, and it's not manipulative. Sin ruined and distorted this. Sin ruined it, distorted this. Gave it a perception of being lazy, meaning women were to be insubordinate. That is not what headship is. As a matter of fact, if we go back to Ephesians, it says, and furthermore, Ephesians 5 and 21, it says, furthermore, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. We are to do this relationship thing out of the love and reverence for Christ. It's out of the love and reverence for Christ. It's nothing else. It's out of our love. This should be easy because of our love and reverence for Christ. This So, this was ruined because of sin. Headship is modeled after love like Christ. But if you don't understand love, Christ's love, then headship is going to be real hard for you to understand. Submission is going to be real hard for you to understand. Headship, in, in terms of what this means for the man, is that you're going to lay down your life for your wife. You're going to lay down your life for your wife as a servant leader. You're going to lay down your wife for your li life for your wife as a servant leader. So if you ain't ready to get, if you ain't ready to lay your life down for your wife, then don't get married. I mean, that's just being real. And women, when you're looking for someone, if he's not ready to lay his life down for you, then he's not ready to get married. He's not ready to be where he needs to be for you. You're willing to lay, Christ laid his life. If we're going to talk about Christ love the church, Christ laid his life down in serving. He wasn't just here walking around, I'm Christ. He was walking around saying, I'm here to serve you. I'm here to protect you. I'm here to provide for you. I'm here to love you. So headship means to lay down your life for your wife in serving leadership. That's, that's what it means. Headship is also a divine calling. It's a divine calling. When men take on roles to be husband, this is a divine calling. This is, this is, this is not, I'm just a husband. I'm just getting married. I'm just going to satisfy the lust of my flesh. This is a divine calling. This is a divine, that, this is a divine calling. It's for you to take on protection, provision, and the leadership of your home. And we're going to break these down. It's for you to take on protection, leadership, in provision of your home. But th this is from a this is from a very place, a very sincere place of humility. You have to remember when Christ is for husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. 
If you're somebody that's never been married, if you're somebody that's married and you've been struggling in your marriage, then you got to go back to the point and ask yourself, how did Christ love the church? The next very line provides the answer. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean and washed her. So if we're going to go into headship, if we're going to talk about I'm the head of my house, then we have to understand it's from a servant leadership point. It's not for us to be lazy. It's not for us to lord over. It's not, it's not for us to manipulate. This was God's intention. It's for us to understand the capacity and the magnitude of the relationship in relationship to Christ. Headship means you are the source for your home as Christ was the source for us. The source, you are the source for your home as Christ was the source for us. I can't explain this. I can't break this down no other way. That priest, king, prophet, uh, my brother Alfred Warren does an amazing teaching. If you don't know two together where one ministry, go find them. He does amazing teaching on the man of God being king, priest, and prophet of your home. You are to be the source of your home. You're to be the source. And if you're not in position to be the source, and I'm going to show you this, even for provision, Timothy says that you're not even supposed to deny provision for your house. You are to be the source of your home. That's what headship means. You're the source of the home as Christ was the source for you. So for my sisters and my ladies who've been in relationships or modifying relationships and don't understand that he's supposed to be the source and saying, okay, I'll wait on him and, you know, I'm going to help him and I'm going to believe for. Stay single till he works it out. Stay single till he works it out. Stay single till he figures his life out. Unless you've heard the Lord say different. Stay single. Stay single until if you found somebody and you feel like God has told you that that's the person, but he still got a whole lot of work, stuff to work out. Be patient and let him work that out. Be patient. Let him work that out. Be friends. Be friends. Love on him. Pray from a distance. But don't try to force a marriage or a circumstance or a situation. And he doesn't know what it means to be the source of your home. See, I dated someone. I'm just going to be real. Y'all know how I am. I dated someone who I thought had the potential. Who I thought had the potential to become what I needed. I thought he had the potential. Potential is good. Stored potential is useless. I, who I thought had the potential to become. We're not going off what we think that, that somebody has the potential to be. We're going to go off of what someone has and is in them. But if a man's heart is not after God, he's not going to be able to love you like this. He, if a man's heart is not, if he doesn't have biblical concept for marriage, he's not going to be able to love you for this. This is kingdom. And so especially for us that are Christian women, if you're not a Christian woman, this may work, what woman may work with different. But for those of you that's a Christian woman, you can't settle on the fact and look for a man who has potential. You got to look for a man whose heart is after God. See, I'm going to tell you something. Um... I don't need you. I need your, I, I posted something on my Instagram one time. I need us to be spiritually aligned. I'm not looking for you to be equal to me. There's that I can go on on this spiritually. We can talk about equally yoked. I can break that down for you, but I'm looking for your heart to be after God. You got to look for a man whose heart is after God. And a lot of times we don't do that. 
We think because he went to church, oh, he goes to church. No, is his heart after God? Is he seeking God? Is he looking for God? Is he looking for God? Is he, is, is he looking for God? Does he recognize God as his source? I don't know why I went here, but I feel, I feel like it's necessary. So if we're going to understand headship, and even for you men, if we're going to understand headship and you want a wife to submit to you, then you got to remember that you're going to be the source of the house. And women, we got to be looking for men who understand that they're the source. Um, I remember one time I went to, because uh, um, I'm dating now, right? I date. So I remember one time I went to uh, lunch, dinner with a friend and we were sitting there or I hang out. However, I was sitting and um, I got ready to bless the food and he paused me and he said, uh, what you doing? I said, I'm about to pray for the few. He said, I can tell you ain't got no man in your house. And I said, why do you say he doesn't have a, I don't have a man in my house? He said, because you just kind of took over this whole situation. I'm going to bless this food. I had to shake myself. I had to shake myself up. I had to shake myself up. And, and he started talking to me. He said, you were never created to be the priest of the home. I don't care whether you're licensed in, and ordained in ministry or not. You were not created to be the priest of the home. You can be priest and all of that in ministry out there. But in your household, your husband is supposed to be king and priest of your home. You know, my eyes got bright. My heart started pounding. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, oh my gosh, he gets it. So headship is a divine calling and men have to recognize that there's the source. They got to be in pursuit. You got to look for a man that's in pursuit of God, that they're in relationship. It doesn't mean that they're perfect. It doesn't mean that they got it all together, but you want to know that God, that he's in pursuit of God, that he wants to know more of God, that he's seeking God, that he's seeking to be a better person. To God, that he's seeking and looking to be a better person for God. That's what you're looking for. And you don't modify that. You don't modify that. You don't, you don't change that. You don't water that down as a woman. And we've done that in so many perspectives. We'll modify and change that up and we'll settle for some instead of getting all. I mean, just let's keep it real. Come on now. We'll settle, we'll settle for some instead of getting all, instead of being patient. Some of y'all, so some of y'all, and I'm just talking about me too. I've been there. Some of us have been in such a deficit and wanting to desire to get married for so, so long that we'll modify kingdom where marriage is concerned. So you're looking for some key things. Men, you're looking to be some key things. For those of y'all, my single men, you need to start asking myself, yourself, do I understand headship as the divine calling? Do I understand that I've got to be the source of my house? Do I understand I love like Christ loves the church? Am I ready to lay my life down for this woman? And if I'm expecting this woman to submit to me, am I submitted to Christ? Am I submitted to God? Is God my true source? Have I understood God as my source? And then we don't modify or compromise those things. What we do is we take our time and begin to work on these. I keep telling y'all, this isn't about a point system. This is about our love relationship with God. This isn't complicated. And as a matter of fact, it's actually pretty easy. If you understand that Christ already died for your sins, if you understand the relationship between Christ and the church, and if you understand the reason that I want to do this is so that God gets the glory out of every area of my life. 
I want God to get the glory out of every. I want to be a better wife because I want God to have glory in my marriage. I want God to have glory in my home. I want God to have glory in my business. I want you to see what Christ looks like living here on earth. Not perfectly because he died for my sins. But my desire to live this way is because I know he died for my sins and how much he sacrificed for me. So if we talk in it, we talked about submission. That's what headship looks like. Headship means you're going to lay down your life as a servant leader. You're going to recognize you're a source. Women, you're going to recognize that he's source, not you the source. I told you these roles are reversible. You are not to be the source of your home. And if you found yourself in position of being the source of your home, you probably need to repent. You, you, you probably need to repent because when we've shifted out of position, we have a tendency to lord over men. We have a tendency to not allow them to get into position. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Contessa. It's not, it's not, this marriage thing ain't about us. It's about God. It's about kingdom here on earth. It's about so the manifestation of what God set up for us divinely happens. It divinely happens. And if you out of position, you need to repent and get back in position. If, and you need to get in position. Ronald, even if some don't accept it, then that ain't the woman for you. Or you need to get in position to pray for her. She's lacking. See, that's the problem. It's not for us to realize who's accepted and who hasn't. It's for us to get in a position. And it's for us to pray. And it's for us to remember it's bigger than. If she can't accept your servant leadership, then it's her heart is not right towards Christ. And then you need to pray her into position. So we keep trying to handle this in our own strength. And the Holy Spirit is like, I'm here to help. I'm here to help. I'm here to help. I'm here to help. It's not, it's, it's just for us to obey. It's just for us to love. It's just for us. It says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others better than ourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others. Philippians 2, 3, 6, you must have the same attitude as Christ. Philippians 4 and 5, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near, right? Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Colossians 3 and 12. And then my final scripture, so then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 6. It ain't even really, just keep, get in your position and play your role and everything else falls in the line. That's what kingdom is. If we're in position and play our role, everything else begins to fall in line. Spend time in your singleness, working on yourself. Lord, show me the biblical perspective. Show me the kingdom revelation and perspective of what a wife looks like. Show me what a husband looks like. Show me your standard for marriage. Because the relationship between God and the church and we're the church was the standard for marriage. That was the standard for marriage. And let me not operate into anything else. Let me stop trying to force myself on you. Let me try to step trying to work on yourself. <laughs> you were not sent here to work on it. I don't know where we got that from. I don't know. Your teachers, your priests, your, your pastors, they're the ones that's supposed to teach. We were not sent to work on ourselves. But for some reason, we feel like it. we are. 
We were not sent here to correct people, to spiritually police people. Your relationship with Christ is very personal. You pray, you praise through situations. Your marriage looks dysfunctional and not like kingdom. Line up, look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Yes, yes, that's it. I will increase your prayer. That's it, Ronald. Increase your prayer time. Your seeking God time. And it'll all begin to line up. It's kingdom, baby. It's kingdom, baby. It's all going to happen. Don't spend no time. Like, God dealt with me. Y'all know, like, being transparent, right? Um, a few months ago, my apostle had shared some things with me that the Lord told him in reference to me. I did not get the revelation. I walk in the morning time. I did not get the revelation until I was out walking. I was talking to somebody and I was complaining about dating. When I watched, when the Holy Spirit went back and showed me the, the words that were coming out of my mouth, he said, this is exactly what apostle was telling you. The only reason that you're frustrated by, by with, with what you're saying right now is because one, you're looking at this from a worldly perspective. Two, you're frustrated because you're trying to fix this system. And your only focus is on you. To be light, to be love, to who you be in Christ. Dating isn't really biblical anyway. Dating isn't really biblical. But we do it because it's culture. And so I had to rearrange my thinking, woosah, and submit this thing to Christ. And it gave me a different perspective. And it took the pressure off me. So I'm telling you. The focus becomes, the focus becomes, how do I become the best spouse? If I'm not married yet, how do I become the best that I need to be to Christ? If you want to really be used by God, then you're going to understand Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. He was bruised for my iniquities. He was chastised for my peace. And by my stripes, he was already healed. Jesus already did all this stuff you be, you've been struggling with. Jesus already dealt with. You're already healed. You're already made whole. So now it's understanding what wholeness looks like according to this biblical world standard. What's the standard for how I'm supposed to operate in relationships and how can God get the glory out of my life so I can operate in the fullness of my relationship? I am very uh, cautious when people come tell me, oh, I'm a great person. I'm a great wife. I'm a great. And I'm like, mm, you, you self-righteous too. I've done that before. You self-righteous too. Or if people come tell me all the stuff that they did in the relationship. Oh, I mean, I covered this person. I've lived this way with this person. I've done this thing. The minute that you start, I, 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 you self-righteous, which is a sin. Which is a, with, I'm, I'm just going to help you this morning. It, the minute you, I, you self-righteous, and that's a sin. Self-righteous is a sin. That's, that's what it is. Self-righteous is being a sin. So any, the minute you start eyeing, you self-righteous. Ask the Lord to deal with your heart. Lower yourself so you can lower yourself in humility. So that you can be, because you ain't got, the word is clear and tells us not to boast in ourselves. It says if you, not, you don't boast in yourself, I'll exalt you in due season. Right? When it gets to the Proverbs 31, it says her, her kids, her husband speak highly of her. She ain't got to speak highly of herself. I had to repent from that. I had to repent. Do I believe I'm a good wife? Yep, because of Christ, because of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I can't take no account for what I am because the Lord has shown me these things through the word, but I will mess up. <laughs> I will jack something up. 
That's why Christ died, because my human side tends to try to lead this thing. But I am only what I am because of the word, and that's the position we're supposed to take. I, I, people, thank you. To God be the glory. That's why when people compliment, like, to God be the glory. To God be, that's what that really means, to God be the glory for what he's done in Lakeisha. Thank you that the word walks with me. I'm only strong because of the word. I can't take no position, no seat in this. Self-righteousness, anytime we get self-righteous, you self-righteous and that's a sin. So I hope that helps. This is our start of our study on kingdom men, what it looks like, what we're supposed to expect, what headship means, how we're supposed to walk in this. This, this is real. Love your wives just as like Christ loved the church. It's not, we can't skip this. We can't pretend like this didn't happen. We can't act like this isn't how we're supposed to live. This is the standard. This is the standard. This isn't reversible. This isn't optional. If you really want to experience a kingdom marriage, then ask the Lord, Holy Spirit, show me. If you are a man and you haven't been living and loving your wife as Christ loves the church, go on and repent. And if you're divorced, don't let the enemy make you think you can't have another successful marriage. You can't have a successful marriage. You can. If you are divorced, the enemy is lying when he tells you you can't have a successful marriage. You can have a successful marriage. You, you, the world system failed you. <laughs> you just didn't understand kingdom when it came to your marriage. That is shame. Shame shackles us so that we won't walk into healthy relationships. The enemy has been lying to you. And a lot of you will say, I'm never getting married again. Well, if you're never going to get married again, then Satan is winning. If you're never going to get married again, you're bitter. And Satan is winning unless the Lord has told you not to get married again. It is not good for man to be alone. Or woman to be alone. When I was seeking an answer about whether or not I should get remarried, because I'm, I'm, I was like, Lord, we'll ride this thing out. I'll just sell out to you full-time ministry. I said, you're going to have to show me in the word if you want me to get married. And I was sitting here just like now, meditating, and he brought me to a scripture I had never read before. And when I read the scripture, it said it's better for young wives to get remarried. So that they don't fall into temptation, sin, and all that other stuff. I said, Lord, thank you for the confirmation in the word. Now prepare me to be the wife that you call me to be for the next person that you're going to divinely align me with. It's all in the word. Everything you need is in the word. So that's it for today. We're going to continue. We're going to continue to figure this out. We're going to continue to. I don't want to another woman settling. I don't, I don't want to another. I'm just going to be honest. I don't want any other man settling. We don't have to. You do not have to settle. This is the standard. And if you meet somebody with potential, be patient. Take your time. If the Lord revealed to you that this is the person that you're supposed to be with, then he's going to make it happen. It's not on you to make it happen. You need to get out the way, be friends, get in a position of prayer, and work on you. Get in a position of prayer. If you know for a doubt, the Lord told you that somebody's supposed to be your wife, this is supposed to be some, some this person is supposed to be your husband, get out your own way. It's not for you to teach them. It's not for you to coach them. Your only position is to love them. And you are to love them from a very 
pure place, allowing God to work on them, allowing them to be developed, allowing them to grow in Christ. Because if you try to force the situation, if you try to mentor them, you try to coach them, try to force the situation, you're going to mess the situation up. But if you allow the Lord and ask him about timing, if you ask the Lord about timing, you let the Lord put these things into place, you'll see yourself grow in grace and you'll see yourself grow into the person that you're supposed to be. It's kingdom, baby. It's, ki it's kingdom. This is what rightfully dividing the word looks like. This is what the witness of the Holy Spirit looks like. It's kingdom. Stay focused in position. Asking yourself, how can God get the glory? It's not even just for this. How can God get the glory out of every relationship that I'm attached to? How? How does What does headship look like? Tomorrow, we're going to start talking about what it means um, to love as Christ loves the church in detail. Y'all, God going to have us right. God is going to have us right. God is getting ready to put us all together so that we can walk in kingdom and flow. I don't know about you, but I would confess that I want to flow. I want to flow into the things of kingdom. Oh, my God. Lord God, I want to flow into the things of kingdom. I don't want to be outside your kingdom rule and reign because I know where kingdom is. The blessing is also. Come on now. The blessing is also two things. If the Lord places it on your heart to give, <clears throat> just go ahead and give. Go ahead. Go to the website, lmjministries.org. Cash app us, dollar sign, L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. Woo! We are back in this thing this week, tomorrow morning, live, Wednesday morning, Instagram, Friday, cup. Stay tuned for our special guest, Saturday prayer call, right? Um, and whatever else and however else God is going to lead us this week, I am praying for you. I believe in you. I love you. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. Peace.